Dear college, as kids, we often dream of what we wish to become when we grow up. I would tell my mother I'd be an architect, that I would design the most beautiful house in the world for her. As I grew older, my ideas changed. I wanted to become a dancer, graphic designer, a nurse even, but I never thought I would end up here where I am today. Welcome to Dear College, where we listen to high school seniors as they read the essays they submit in their college applications. Their stories capture their current state of mind and their aspirations. I'm senior producer and audio engineer Dave Goodman, along with co-producers Leah Baldori and Steve Morantz. This episode features Katerie Giglio, who, before ninth grade, had already lived on three continents. Born in Florence, she grew up between Italy and Chile and moved to the United States near the end of middle school. So yeah, at first we came to Boston. Uh, I finished eighth grade here in Boston and then we moved to Miami, Florida for, not, for my ninth and 10th grade. And then as well, for economic reasons, we decided to move back to Boston for my junior and senior year. And, and all of this traveling around, you say, has been a, has been a benefit or a burden? It's, I, I'd say it's been a benefit, although it can be really hard, but I think it's, it's made me who I am today. I've definitely left a lot of people behind, uh, friends and some family, but uh, I don't think I'd be who I am today and I'd know uh, everything I know if I hadn't been moving around so much. When Kateri was a junior at Boston's West Roxbury Academy, the school department decided to close the high school. She was told she'd have to transfer for her senior year, adding one more major life change to an already stressful time. But instead of accepting what she thought was an unfair decision, Kateri decided to fight against it. She raised her voice in protest over and over again, she says, and ended up writing her 2020 college essay about her battle with the school committee. Please keep in mind, she read her story for us when the pandemic was in full swing. So if it sounds like Zoom audio, that's because it is. On October 17, 2018, the Boston Public Schools Administration came to West Roxbury Academy with their proposal of closing it claiming our building was in a state of emergency. The roofs were crumbling down and it had become an unsafe space. In the beginning, I was calm until I processed the situation and it hit me. That same night, the first school committee meeting titled Build BPS was held. Students and staff from our school filled the meeting room, ready to fight. I was not sure how to navigate the news and the frustration of others. But after attending the meeting, I felt compelled to get involved. I wrote a speech expressing my deepest feelings about the proposal. My body trembled as I approached the table. I took a deep breath and faced the committee in front of me. This issue has been known for so long and is just now being addressed. The school is still accepting transfer students to this day. And if you knew you were closing us down, why would you admit new students? A transfer can be very overwhelming, so why make it twice as hard? Many more accusations were made. However, our education did not seem to matter to them. 
After I finished speaking, the room flooded with applause. I will never forget the rush I felt from standing up for myself and the ones I cared about. From that day, I continued going to every meeting, whether it was in front of the school committee or the community. I did not miss any chance I had to speak up. I wasn't scared of them anymore. Despite my efforts, the district refused to change their minds. They had made their choice. The only thing they promised to save were the rising seniors, moving them to a space in another school. After that final proposal came my last speeches. I approached the table at the last two meetings with a confidence I had never experienced before, speaking to the adults in front of me, not as if they were superior, but as equals to me. Determined to succeed. I imagine that was the reaction when college admissions counselors read Kateri's essay. Is it cliche to say she persevered despite the expected outcome? December 2018. The final votes were made. Even after I said my last few words, everything was set. The decision had been made months ago, and deep inside, we knew it. But I held my hopes up until they voted out loud. Although I saw it coming, the pain was harder than I had imagined. Perhaps there was no chance for our school, but at least I gave it my all. Was it not enough? Words cannot explain how I felt that night. I took some time to realize that the fight was lost, but a fighter had ignited. The passion I gave to my speeches opened many unexpected doors. People noticed me. Even members of the board that I had accused of not caring for us congratulated me for my words. And it may sound shallow, but I still feel excited when someone recognizes me from what I did. For a long time, I wasn't sure what I wanted to be when I grew up. This experience, however, solidified that answer for me. I am passionate about speaking up for others who may not able to for themselves. I am passionate about public speaking and challenging the perspective of those who are close-minded. I developed so much of what was hidden inside of me. I realized that I found my calling and I couldn't be more grateful that I lost that fight. Let me ask you about the last sentence in your essay, where you, where you say you couldn't be more grateful that I lost that fight. What, what exactly does, what does that mean? Well, um, basically uh, I'm explaining, I'm explaining how, um, yes, I did lose that. Like, you know, I wasn't able to save our school from closing, but I got so many opportunities out of my speeches and out of everything that I put into that fight. Um, I, I was offered internships. I got, a job, I got a job opportunity. I was able to attend a summer academy at Harvard also because of that. Um, so, you know, at, at one point, although I lost it, I, I'm really grateful because I, I, it developed a side of me that I had never seen before. Part of what makes Kateri's essay compelling is the commitment to her cause. But when a story flows from conflict, it can create troubled waters for a writer. As she told producer Steve Morantz, Kateri's experience was a testament to how sometimes speaking from the heart can feel like an uphill battle. What can you tell us about the writing process? How, how did you go about writing this? It was, it was a really tough process, actually. I thought it was going to be more 
easier. <laughs> um, I had a lot of breakdowns through the process. I remember a lot of times being in class writing and um, I had to take a break, go to the bathroom or the hallway and I would just cry and tear up because of how well, it's hard to write an essay for college. Uh, there's a lot of insecurities that go in. And also it's hard sometimes when you try to write a paragraph, trying to communicate what you're feeling to someone else. And it's not always easy, but yeah, I think I did a great job. <laughs> when you described your struggle in writing the essay, it almost sounded like a parallel to your struggle to to fight to keep West Roxbury Academy alive. Two, two, yeah. two fights. Exactly. It was, yeah, it, it was tough. No, and um, I had never really experienced so many um, doubts just writing an essay. It's usually, it comes really easy to me just writing. I'm, I, I consider myself a pretty good writer, but um, just knowing that it was gonna basically decide my future, since uh, that's what colleges mostly care about. Um, it, it was, it was just like it made me very, very nervous. So I think that's why I had so many breakdowns and insecurities. Like, are they gonna like it? Are they gonna think? Are they gonna get the message that I'm trying to like get to them? We're thrilled to say that this contest had a different ending than Katari's struggle to save West Roxbury Academy. Thanks to the effort invested in her essay, she told us, Kateri would soon be on her way to Suffolk University in Boston. She planned on studying political science with a concentration in law. Reflecting on her experience with the school board not only helped her to see the value in trying, it helped her envision a path forward. Though the pandemic offset many expectations for college, Kateri said she was excited to walk onto a partially open campus in September 2020. When you wrote this essay, what were you hoping to say to the admission officer at, at Suffolk? What were you expressing to them to convince them to have you at their school? I think that I wanted them to know that I, I gave it my all. Although we didn't win, I still never gave up on whatever chance I had to fight for what I believed in. And I think that's a really important thing to do, especially um, in every major, but especially I think in politics and law, um, you don't just give up. Even if you think that something is impossible or you're not gonna be able to do it, I think you still have to try. And that's what I wanted them to know. I wanted them to know that I'm not a quitter. I, I'm always gonna be a fighter. Thanks for joining us on Dear College. Our producers are Leah Baldori and Steve Morantz, and me, Dave Goodman. Leah also directs our online and social media presence. Please visit our website, dearcollegepodcast.org. Music on our episodes comes from freemusicarchive.org or used with the artist's permission. To comment on the program or submit your own college admissions essay, the email address is info at dearcollegepodcast.org. You can find Dear College on many popular platforms, including Apple, Google, and Stitcher. To help us in our efforts to speak with more high school seniors, please go to the website of our fiscal sponsor, the Center for Independent Documentary, 
The address is documentaries.org slash dear-college. And remember, what these students say about themselves says a lot about all of us.